Welcome to Only Jamie and Brienne, the world's most niche Game of Thrones podcast, where we only talk about Jamie and Brienne in season eight of Game of Thrones, which ended two months ago. This is the bonus episode that we decided to do, one, because of the very exciting Emmy nominations, two, because Nikolai Costa-Waldo keeps running his mouth at uh, assorted conferences. He went to one in Germany, he went to one in Nashville, and then went to Comic-Con, said so many things. Also, Sharada admitted to me, like, last week that she feels more kindly toward Jamie now, so I think that deserves its own <laughs> discussion as well. Uh, yeah, so here we are. It's been almost exactly two months since the finale. Sharada, how have your opinions changed, if they have changed? I think that, like, you're just further away from it, so then you just feel bad, mm-hmm. you know? You feel kind of sad, and you feel nostalgic when you think about it, which I think is where my feelings are coming from. Um, I don't remember okay. text you, like, I feel, like, kind, more kindly towards Jamie, or more kindly towards Jamie and Brianna. It might have been the latter one. Yeah. But, like, I do... Yeah, maybe you meant that you felt better of them as a couple. I do feel better about them as a couple. I don't necessarily like him still. I just, like... I still, like, think he's kind of a trash human, but I do really think that, like, if there was therapy, it would be... It would have actually, I think, maybe worked out. Because I... I'm watching Veronica Mars, and if there's something Veronica Mars has taught me, it's that shared trauma really holds people together. So, yeah. Yeah. I think if there had been a therapist in Winterfell, Jamie would not have gone to King's Landing. <laughs> I think that I think that we needed a therapist to like enter like season two. <laughs> oh, in I mean of course. We needed every single person on this show. Every, every single person on Game of Thrones is deeply traumatized. Yeah. Uh, my Game of Thrones relationship since the show has ended. One, I listened to the whole first book on audiobook, which when you're only looking for Jamie and Brienne content is very difficult because Brienne is not in the first book. Jamie doesn't get a point of view until the third book. So you only get like other people's descriptions of him. And it's very funny because one of the first descriptions you get is Jon Snow being like, oh, and the Kingslayer was so handsome. (laughs) That's what a king was supposed to look like. Hot and golden and handsome. And I'm like, yes, Jon, keep going. Also, if people are listening and there's, like, psychotic background noises, it is the insane thunderstorm outside my window, which cannot be quieted. No rain. Anyway, so Emmy nominations. If, as long as you have not been living under a rock, you know that both Nikolai and Gwendolyn got nominated. And you know that the Gwendolyn one is the most, in- the more interesting of the two. Nikolai got nominated last year. Gwendolyn had never been nominated before. And also... She submitted herself because the show only submitted on the acting side Kit, Amelia, Peter, Nikolai, Lena, Sophie, and Maisie. Mm-hmm. And who also all also got nominated. And then Gwendolyn, Alfie, the lady who plays Missandei, Carice, and then a handful of other people who did not get nominated all self-submitted so one it is very badass that they got nominated after they self-submitted because it's super duper rare 
And it's particularly galling in the case of Gwendolyn Christie that HBO did not submit her on their own because she is one of the main characters of the season. And as we've discussed one million times on this podcast, one of the best parts of season eight. So I didn't realize that they had only done those. And I guess like now, at yeah. first I was like, oh, they're just like being dumb and they don't realize like how valuable she is. But maybe it was like, we can't submit everybody. I don't know if there's limitations. No, they could have. Uh, no, they could have. But maybe it's like, look, we e- either submit the main cast, which is what you named, or we like, and we won't like pick favorites for like side characters. But that's just stupid. Like, Gwendolyn Christie did such a good job. I don't know. I, I think that she really was added more to the main cast this year than like any other year right and i also think they were already kind of doing category fraud because the only people they submit in lead are kit and amelia which is dumb Mm -hmm. because peter is definitely Definitely a lead lead. especially this season and definitely you could say Maisie and sophie were too nick i think there's like more you can make more of an argument for nick is supporting i actually feel like sansa and Arya were more of supporting this year I feel like they were more main cast last year, in my personal opinion. In terms of just, like, screen time. Um, yeah. I think in general, season eight really sidelined the women. That's true. Um, anyway, so the whole internet was talking up Gwendolyn and what an incredible icon she is. Obviously, everyone who listened to this podcast already been knew about the <laughs> incredibleness of Gwendolyn Christie. But it was really nice to see everybody talk about it online. Do we think she will win? Um, no, I don't think so, but I do think that she's going to look amazing, and, uh, yeah, I'm really excited to see her, and, like, her- I think she could win. You think she could win against everybody? Yeah, here's why I think she could win. Okay, so let's break down, I should pull up the whole category. A lot of people are like, oh, Lena's going to win, which, there definitely is a case to be made for Lena winning- Because she has been nominated in that category a bunch of times before. And Lena is incredible. No disrespect to Lena in any way. But Cersei didn't do anything all season. Like, what is even her Emmy clip going to be? Like, her dying? And even the dying wasn't that good. They really fucked her over by not giving her really any good scenes this season, I think. I don't think there's any, like, iconic Cersei scene this season. And she should have won for a different year, not this year. Will the Emmy voters care about that? I don't know, but I, that's how I think. I just need to interject, and you can totally cut this out, but I would be a terrible Hindu if I didn't point it out, is that Lena Headey has a massive tattoo of Ganesha on her arm, which I think is absolutely ridiculous. And so while she's very talented, I just, I'm speechless about this tattoo still. <laughs> I would never cut that out. Yeah, we did realize that. I was sending Shrada photos of her, and was like, wow, isn't she crazy hot? And then Shrada was like, wait. <laughs> what's happening on her arm <laughs> and i was like holy shit I mean, she didn't have that like in the beginning of the series so this is like a new development um also getting nominated in this category julia garner for ozark i don't know what that is Me too. i have no opinions about that Netflix. at all fiona shaw from killing eve reason why i don't think she would get it is because she's also nominated in guest actress in a comedy i don't know i just feel like the phoebe waller bridget of it is all focused on the comedy stuff, not necessarily Killing Eve. Okay, so that leaves Sophie, Maisie, Gwen. Sophie, again, I feel like there are no 
really good Sansa scenes this season either. And, like, this is not me being disrespectful. Like, I think Sophie's a really good actress. Sansa, as we've talked about one million times, is one of my favorite characters. But I don't think there's that many good Sansa scenes this season. And I also don't think there's that many good Arya scenes. I think the best scenes from the season are Gwendolyn. Now, most importantly, Gwendolyn's scenes are also the scenes that went viral. No. Right? So I one. Completely- episode two. Oh. Everybody knows about the nighting scene. The nighting scene is like a high. One of the only good parts of the whole season is the nighting scene. Right? And then her crying in the snow went viral. And her writing in the book went viral. Everyone is aware of these moments. The New York Times called her the queen of memes. <laughs> and now her getting nominated also had like a two day news cycle. It was on like nightly news. They were talking about how everyone was so excited that Gwendolyn Christie got nominated after she self submitted herself. That's the type of good press that you can't buy that I think people will enjoy during an Emmy for your consideration campaign. I think that you're discounting Tiana Shaw because I think that Killing Eve got a huge cycle. I think it'll have a huge push. And I think that I think really Killing Eve had more buzz last year than it does this year. But I think that like they're if they go hard on the Emmy campaign, I think that it would bring back buzz. And people still love the second season. And like I also like and I think that like that's what exactly what you said. I feel like Maisie and Sansa were not that big parts of the season. They didn't have the best scenes, which is again why I like I get why they're in supporting. And I think that, like, it's either Fiona Shaw or Lena Headey, honestly. As much as great as Gwendolyn Christie is, as long as she is the queen of the internet, I still don't see that necessarily translating to, like, old Emmy voters. Yeah, but a lot of Emmy voters are younger. And also, I don't know. I, I would just like it. I mean, you know, obviously I would like it. No, it's fine. Deflate me. I still want to make stickers. We tried to make t-shirts that said, give it Gwendolyn oh Christie and Emmy, you cowards. And then Teespring was like, you can't make t-shirts that have a celebrity's name on them, which I think is bullshit. If we had done it before she got the nom, it would have been... I know, we would have been even more incredible. I know, I'm sorry. Now still and do okay, we'll talk about this out there. We'll yeah. talk about this Well, we, we could do stickers. I was thinking about this. We can make stickers. And then get people to buy the stickers from us and then donate the money. If you think this is a good idea, comment on Instagram. Yes. Anyway, Nick is also nominated. I don't think Nick will win. Uh, I think probably Peter will win again. I think Peter will win. And get a third Emmy. Just so annoying. I mean, they set up Whatever. the last episode to be Peter's episode. Like, I know. The writing was terrible, but Peter did a really good job, so I, I don't know. No, I mean, I know. I mean, yeah. that's the theme of the season, right? The writing was terrible, but everybody did a good job. You? Uh, if I could go back in time, I would give Nick an Emmy for the third season. <laughs> Alas. It's not how any of this works. <laughs> it's just crazy that he had that bathtub scene and got no Emmy for it. Though I did read, like, a really nice interview with him I think or with her I don't remember about filming the bathtub scene and how actually he was like really nervous and then like after when he was really emotional they just like sat around in their bathrobes and like silence and it was like very calming for him and I'm just like wow my two best friends Gwen and Nick (laughs) I'm sitting right here Victoria that is so rude I know I'm actually really obsessed with Sharada lately (laughs) let's not go there so now the next thing to talk about we can work backwards in time so this weekend, the Game of Thrones people did a panel at Comic-Con, which was a terrible idea. Like, I don't think anyone thought this panel was a good idea. Uh, Benioff and Weiss were supposed to go, and they pulled out the last minute, like the little baby cowards that they are, and they threw their poor actors to the wolves. And it was Maisie, Isaac, um, what's his name? The guy who plays Grey Worm. 
Is his name Ralphie? No. Richie? Richie, Raleigh? Raleigh Richie? It's something alliterative with R's. Hmm. And Nikolai, and what's his name who plays Varys, who has a very silly name, Conliff? Something like that. Anyway, so they did a panel, and what did Nikolai say that you want to talk about? I mean, I feel like my thoughts on Nikolai should come at the end, towards the end of this, because I think... Okay, well, I'm just saying, I think we should summarize what he said that we want to address. Okay, yes, go ahead, go ahead. Let me pull out the thing. Oh, I mean, one of the crazy things he said was that... Oh, well, okay. The thing about what Nikolai has been talking about, which is Sharada's point that I'm going to steal for a minute, is that Sharada said she thinks he is still working out his feelings about the show in real time. And therefore, he keeps contradicting himself. And that's why I want to talk about the end. But, like, basically, I think that what's happening is that I think he is fully on the brandy train. I feel like Victoria has throughout this entire podcast, like like all of our podcasts, she's talked about like how he said stuff in, in like extra parts for the DVD and like in every interview he's like always so pro brainy. But like then at Comic Con he's like, Yeah, Brienne wouldn't want want wouldn't have wanted Jamie after like two weeks and then he also was like yeah, Jamie was really just good terrible. at Cersei. And it's like, I think that on one hand, he, like, loves Brainy, but on the other hand, he, like, has a real affinity for the creators of the show, because he actually knows it personally, for, like, the entire production, the entire experience, and he feels like he needs to also defend them and, like, defend the company line, and, like, I completely understand that, and I feel that if I was ever in a position like that, like, in a, in a smaller scale, in the same scale, whatever... I would also be as conflicted and probably also make really, like, like contradictory statements publicly all the time. Because it's so confusing. Two weeks ago, or three weeks ago, I think it was three, he went to a con in Cologne, Germany. Where he said that, like, in another universe, Jamie and Brienne are, like, rolling around a meadow in tarf. <laughs> and everyone was like... Jamie, write the fanfic. Beautiful. <laughs> but then at Comic-Con, he was like, oh, she wouldn't want him anymore. She would be like, you have too much baggage. And I was like, no, she wouldn't. That's bananas. But then also, before the panel, they did like this little interview with EW, Entertainment Weekly, where they were like, oh, Jamie, what do you, I mean, not Jamie, oh, Nikolai, what do you think would have happened to Jamie and Brienne? And then all the other cast members laughed at Nikolai as if this is something he like discussed with them before. <laughs> and then also during the panel, he said, Brainy forever. So just a lot of mixed messages from Nikolai Costa-Waldo. He's an emotional man. I get it. Yeah, I think at the end of the day, the real villains are D&D. Yeah. Because, one, they threw their cast to the wolves to have to try to make sense of the dumb shit that they did. It's not really, it's not fair at all. Wait, I need to interject and just say that Victoria got very mad at me over the weekend because I was talking about Jamie and Brienne, but kept talking about Nick and Brienne, and she got very irritated. And then she just did the same thing, so therefore... I was not I irritated. I was laughing. No, it was over text. She couldn't tell my tone. She just kept calling him Nikolai instead of Jamie, and I just thought it was funny that she kept doing that. I don't know about that. I was not actually irritated. Okay, no, I wasn't. You weren't... It's hard to tell tone over text messages. Oh, you know, I thought it was I very know, funny. Victoria, I'm having like, a hard time now. Okay, go ahead. It's hard. It's hard. He's so handsome both ways. Anyway. Um, anyway, okay, here's like some niche 
Jamie content is that the guy who was Nikolai's body double oh, yes. did an AMA on Reddit. And it, it's definitely actually he like linked his Instagram. It's definitely this guy. And then also he said that one time when they filmed the last time they filmed the goodbye scene, the horse threw Nikolai off. And then Nikolai told that story at Kana Thrones two weeks ago. So it's definitely actually true that that guy was that guy because otherwise how would he know that? But he said that D&D were like never around during filming and they seemed really focused on Star Wars and that George Lucas even visited the Game of Thrones set one day. Ooh, that's cool. But I feel like, I think that this is again like, even I think that even when he said this, I was reading the AMA, he was still pretty nice about D&D. Like he's not like he trashed them. Oh no, he was. He was really nice. No, and he I was not like, tra- trashing them. But and yeah, I'm it was sure his like job. Nick is even He like, like works at the Game them. of Thrones experience in Belfast. Right. But like I also think that like Nick is probably even closer to them. So like this is just like hard for him and he doesn't really know how to deal with it. And like I'm giving him so much credit. <laughs> I'm actually shocked the amount of credit I'm giving him. But, like, I understand his position, so I, I feel for him. No, I think you're correct. Yeah. I think you're correct. Um, Do you want to talk about Seth Rogen now? No, you said we weren't allowed to, so I was just going <laughs> to skip it over. Skip over it. Well, but I, I think so- it's funny. But you would have never Someone at <laughs> Seth Rogen was at another panel at Comic-Con, and somebody asked him about the ending of Game of Thrones for some reason, and he said it was bad, and he specifically said that Jamie and Cersei dying was bad because you don't want to watch characters that you've been watching for years die under a bunch of rubble. Okay, moving on from that very quickly. Okay, so this is a crazy thing that happened to me over the weekend. Is that... I was at my friend's birthday party, and I mentioned this podcast to someone I had just met, who then lost her mind. I mean, not really. It was a civil conversation. She (laughs) seems lovely. We came to a... We bonded over our love of Brienne, but she was, like, an extreme Jamie hater. She was like, Jamie doesn't deserve any good things. I hate him. He doesn't deserve Brienne. He deserves nothing. I'm glad he died. He was the worst character, blah, blah, blah. I go to be like, well... (laughs) And then our friend Sarah, from the other side of the room, goes, don't worry about Victoria. She's always defending terrible men. And then her main example was, well, besides Jamie, was Mets pitcher Matt Harvey and (laughs) Iron Man. (laughs) So that was incredible. I can't talk about the Mets, and I can't talk about... Iron Man, because I've never discussed Iron Man with you. Almost, thank God, honestly. That's fine. No way. Um, but also, I'm not... I used to be an Iron Man stan. I got over it. Okay. Um, but I just feel like specifically with Jamie, like, first of all, like, Jamie fell in love with, like, an unconventionally attractive woman, which, like, is very appealing, I think, to anybody, and I think that, like, that will give you obvious affection. I think that they have really good chemistry. And he also fell, not in lo- well, of course, in love is, like, in quotes. I'm not quite sure still. But, like, she's also, like, the best character in the show. So, like, that makes it even more appealing because yeah. he has excellent taste. And then it's, on top of that, like, you've been watching for so many years. Of course you have this attachment to Jamie. Like, I don't question it at all. And I think that... Even when we discuss specifically Jamie and I'm, like, pointing out all the trashy things he's done, you're like, okay, yes, like, I see your point of view. I just, like, I also love him. And I get that a lot. Um, 
Yeah. And then the only example I could Also, think I don't think we're... Yeah. I don't think we're just our worst days, you know? I mean, obviously, it, you know, it's a fantasy show. Everything's patent. Mm -hmm. But everyone in Game of Thrones has done something bad. And, like, I don't know. I feel like once you start talking about, like, what people deserve... Like, this person deserves this and, like, this person doesn't deserve that, you, like, quickly fall down, like, a very slippery slope. I, I don't know if that's the right argument because he did push a little boy out a window. <laughs> I know, but he's sorry about it and Brand forgave him. And wait, 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 wait. This is the best thing that I fucking read in Game of Thrones book one, okay? Is that when this is in the show, basically they pull exactly the dialogue, but in the book you get Ned's thoughts of the scene of Ned and Cersei talk, and Ned's like, your kids are Jamie's kids, and Cersei's like, yeah, and he's, like, trying to convince her, right? And so Ned is like, did he push my son out the window? And she's like, yeah. And then Ned thinks, would I have pushed Toman out of a window to save my family? And then he's like, probably. And then he's like, would Catelyn have done it? Definitely. And then they move on. So, I'm just saying, I think that there's a That's lot of grayness though. there. <laughs> there's no grayness. I know, but I'm That's just saying, <laughs> I'm just saying, the most noble character in Game of Thrones admits that he probably would have done the same thing. That's all I want to say. Ned Stark is not the most noble character. It's obviously Brienne. Ned Stark was way Okay, too but stubborn. like Ned is like set up. Ned is like set up as like our hero. But That's I'm my sorry. Point. That's like still anyway. like a really bad opinion. I'm anti this. And also like. Truly, oh, yeah, fine. I just, I know. That's what I'm I not know. defending <laughs> pushing kids out of a window. Like, don't do it. <laughs> I think Jamie also, if he go back in time, would not have done it. You know, like, I think I everybody has regrets about the window. I know, I know, I know. Um, okay, all right. great. Shall we come to our last segment? Wait, I was going to say oh, yeah, one so. other hilarious thing that that girl I talked to said. She said that in the age of Me Too, it was inappropriate for Jamie to give somebody a promotion and then have sex with them. I, <laughs> I feel like... What an interpretation of events. I also think that, like, that is... Like, when you said... When I saw that on Twitter, I suddenly imagined, like, <laughs> the office setting and, like... <laughs> just, like, in the middle of the office... But um, um, I also think that, like, she's completely missing the context of, like, years of chemistry and buildup and, like, tension. And right. And also the fact that they She just, also like, didn't think that Brienne was in love with Jamie. Yeah. Oh. Wait, no. They're... That yeah, she thought that Jamie, bullshit. she was, like, Brienne's a lesbian and she thinks she's in love with Jamie because of compulsory heterosexuality. Um, why does he think she's a lesbian? Because she, like, it, like rejects traditional femininity norms like that's again we like really didn't get into it because i was like i i was like i can see her reading of brianna's bisexual but i definitely think she definitely is in love with jamie I, yeah i know i just like also think that reading into yeah. her as a lesbian is just like not chill either i'm trying to think if J if nikolai said any other funny things he definitely oh, did the doll. he's been the real doll. cute lately oh the doll yeah somebody at Oh, also, I have that T-shirt that says Jamie Loves Brienne. It is known. And apparently at Con of Thrones, like, th I saw this on Twitter that, like, three people who all have that shirt, like, met up and took a photo. And then one of them met Nick. And he was like, oh, my God, that's a great shirt. I have to tell Gwen she would love that shirt. <laughs> so now when I wear that shirt, I'm like, wow, Aww. Gwen would love my shirt. And then somebody went, a little kid had a doll of Brienne. And then 
I don't know if Nikolai asked for it or he gave it to him, but it's like this doll of Brienne that he gave to Nikolai. And then Nikolai just posted a video of his apartment in West Hollywood on Instagram, and it ends with the doll on the couch. And then Gwendolyn commented on the video, and now the person who made the doll is making Gwendolyn a Jamie doll. Anyway, fun. that's just a fun aside. That's so sweet. Yeah. Also, he lives in West Hollywood. Yes. How bizarre. Okay. Uh, the last thing I wanted to talk about was our movie ideas for movies to put Gwen and Nick in. Yes. In Victoria the has a whole future. thread of these, I, but you should go do your highlights. On obviously. Twitter. No, I was just going to say, our like newest one that I think is a really good idea is a movie, a Christmas movie, where Emma Thompson plays Gwendolyn Christie's mom. And then I was thinking about this today at work because I was bored. And also there were those really funny photos of Emma Thompson walking around drunk with Hannah Gatsby, which were great. <laughs> that like, because Emma Thompson is 20 years older than Gwendolyn Christie. So then they could have a sort of like Lorelai Rory relationship mm-hmm. where they're like mom and daughter, but they're also like best friends. <laughs> and I think that would be very fun for them to play. And then the conceit of this would be one of those, it'd be like a love, ac- one of those like love actually ripoffs. So it'd be like Gwendolyn, oh, no, Emma is a professor and Nikolai is her colleague at the university who's not going home to Denmark for Christmas. So she invites him over to her house for Christmas. And then he meets Gwen, Sparks Fly, Haters to Lovers. You get that whole point. And then, what is, oh, and Emma falls in love with a lesbian baker, which I think is good. All yeah. of Victoria's thoughts are definitely so. like, they hate each other, they love each other. I mean, always. You got. I mean, <laughs> haters to lovers is the best romantic trope. I mean, you want to see Gwen and Nick play haters to lovers, I think. That would be very good. And then I had a period yeah. of, like, two weeks when I was, like, thinking about a TV show like Parenthood. Right, because Nick has a pilot that I think right. that's why he's in L.A. Yeah. He has a pilot where he's going to be play an agent in the 80s, which Sharada was not enamored with. I was just like, this is a weird choice, like, weird follow-up choice, but, like, I was thinking, like, what would I want to cast him in? And I was like, I would want a reboot of Parenthood. But, like, basically he's a widower with, like, four adult daughters. Like, maybe one of them is 16. And, like, he's, like, trying to date. But then his, like, daughters keep getting in the way. And there's, like, a lot of interpersonal drama, which is, like, my favorite thing to watch mm. in the entire world. Yeah. Yeah, and he's, like, a professor and he wears Ooh, tweed yeah. blazers. That's the – just put him all these. Just want to see Nick in good outfits. <laughs> Yeah, and, like, better hair, I think. But, yeah. Yeah. His real hair is fine. That's okay. I feel like he's always really close to being good, but never actually good. I thought he looked really good at Comic-Con. I follow his style. uh, Ilaria Urbanati (laughs) is my favorite Instagram follower because she styles, like, almost every hot guy in Hollywood gets styled by her. She styles Ben Affleck, Chris Evans, Donald Glover, Rami Malek, Nikolai Costa-Waldo. Um, what a good roster. Literally, like, everybody. She, right. So you should follow her on Instagram because she'll just post, like, photos of hot guys. Alright. And good outfits. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then Gwen. Gwen right now is in London in A Midsummer's Night Dream, which they are filming and showing in theaters in around the world. We are going in November to yes. see it at the theater at NYU, <laughs> which I'm very excited about. She's very The, fun. like, Sunday after Thanksgiving. Yeah, really lit. So Nick you know is going to be in Macbeth in L.A. Mm-hmm. last next year, which is cool. And she's going to be in David Copperfield, which is starring Dev Patel. Mm-hmm. And he's filming that pilot. Yeah, and hopefully someone will hire me to write a rom-com for them. 
No, like, they should. Victoria has so many ideas, and it would be so funny and so perfect. I think that, like, too many men underestimate how much, like, people, I think especially women, would love to see Nick and Gwen in a rom-com. They're so stupid. Yeah. (sighs) Their romantic chemistry is truly insane, and it should be in a rom-com where we get to see them be happy. That's how I feel. I agree. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I think that's really it for now. Uh, I hope everybody enjoyed this bonus episode. It was really fun to do. I missed doing this. Me too. Good. You can follow us on Instagram at only Jamie and Brian. I do update it, especially the story with whatever dumb thing I'm thinking about that day. And also when we eventually decide to do another project, we will announce it there. You can also follow me on Twitter at Victoria Adel, E-D-E-L. You can email us only Jamie and Brianne at gmail.com. I think that's it. Those are all our plugs. Also, like, if you, I mean, I tried not to talk about this too much because I didn't want to sound like a psychopath, but if you're like, hmm, I really want to read some Jamie and Brianne fan fiction, just, like, email us and I will hook you up with some recs. Just, you know, feel free. Um, drop us a line. I wanted to say that Only Jamie and Brianne now has more followers than my personal account, and I really love that. Um, I think it's really funny, but also great. <laughs> but I will say that you guys should watch Los Spookies on HBO. Oh, yeah, I heard that's really good. Because it's funny and weird and wacko, and I love it so much. Okay, I will watch that, and I'll watch Succession. Yeah. Yeah. This is now an HBO Oh, my God, also Jane the Virgin's ending. I know. Yeah, apparently. We I didn't finish Big Little Lies yet. Me too. I thought it was bad. Yeah. I just think it's so bad, but... Uh. I think the performances are good, and I think everything else is bad. I agree, but, like, and I think we've talked about this. It's like, I need a story, otherwise yeah. I am totally checked out. Bye, everybody. We Bye. love you. Bye-bye. <laughs>